you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's program, I want to talk about the NFL a little bit, specifically as it relates to the five members of the Missouri Tigers who were drafted in the 2021 NFL Draft. I want to give you a quick update on all of those young men, but first I do want to tell you this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. But you know what? I have to admit, obviously I had some fun at Jim McElwain's expense the other day, even though I ultimately admitted, yes, that was not Jim McElwain in that fishing boat naked, everybody. But it was a fun thing to revisit anyway. Your boy has got a fairly solid memory. But, and on a serious note, Unfortunately, Jim McElwain had a bit of a health scare in the last couple days. Jim needed to go in for emergency appendectomy surgery. Obviously, an appendicitis is an appendix burst. You know, these days, typically, most people survive that, right? So we hope Jim McElwain is getting good health care, all that good stuff. He should be fine, but just in case, hey, Jim Best wishes out to you. We hope to see you on the sidelines on Saturday. And, well, if perhaps he can't make it Saturday, certainly the rest of the season. Now, Central Michigan assistant coach Tim Skipper is taking over for McIlwain in his absence. He says, we are hoping and praying it's one of those 24-hour deals, and he gets back with us. We get on a plane and go play the game. But Coach Mack has prepared us for situations like this. So it does sound like there's a chance McIlwain could be back on Saturday. Good news. I frankly hope so. Now in Missouri health-related news, according to Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri is over 88% vaccinated, which does mean they'll be able to, the team at least, will be able to avoid SEC protocols. Again, as we've discussed before, this is a competitive advantage situation regardless of how you feel about the vaccination. Now, I will say on an individual level, there still is some implications here for the non-vaccinated because non-vaccinated players will test once a week regardless if they're displaying any symptoms or not. We'll test once a week about 72 hours before game time, whereas players who have gotten the vaccination will only have to get COVID tests if they're displaying symptoms. So, again, just passing on the information there. And as you all know, I've been championing former Missouri running back Larry Roundtree as a deep fantasy sleeper. And you know what? This past Saturday, I put my money where my mouth is in the 15th round of a 12-team league, a very competitive, smart 12-team league, by the way. So every single Basically, any running back with a pulse gets drafted. Well, I took Larry Roundtree with my last pick in that draft. And a few days later, well, that faith was was rewarded because Larry did indeed make the Chargers' final 53-man roster. 
which means, yes, indeed, he is teammates with Chase Daniel for this year. Now, I will say kind of a bit of odd roster management by the Chargers, at least at first glance here. There may be some some roster management chicanery involving the practice squad, the waiver system that I, that I may not be seeing. But my assumption the whole time is that if Roundtree was going to make the team, it would be one of the three running backs that they kept. You knew they were going to keep Austin Eckler, so in my mind, he had to beat out either Justin Jackson or the fourth man whose name is escaping me. But regardless, Chargers keeping all four of those running backs, including Roundtree, along with four tight ends and three quarterbacks. Again, if you think about that, you got 53 men on your roster. 11 of them are on four running backs, four tight ends, three quarterbacks. And by the way, the Chargers kept a fullback as well. So you're talking over 20% of your roster on basically three positions. I thought that was pretty bizarre. If it were me, I would have just kept Roundtree, the cheaper option, move on from, ah, Josh Kelly, there it is, either Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson, move on from one of those guys, whoever you're least confident in. Haven't you seen enough at this point? Save yourself a few bucks on the margins. That would have made a lot more sense. And just to my point on the quarterbacks, you figured, the, obviously the Chargers were going to keep Justin Herbert. You figured they'd keep Chase Daniel as the veteran backup. Why they needed to keep Easton Stick as an emergency quarterback doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Take a look at the Denver Broncos, for instance. We know Teddy Bridgewater beat out Drew Locke for the starting job, at least in week one. Well, despite the fact that Denver has a lot of questions at quarterback, they're still only keeping Bridgewater and Locke, for instance, on their active roster in week one. So not really sure what the Chargers are doing, but I'm happy Larry Roundtree made it anyway. And I want to update you on the rest of that 2021 Missouri NFL draft class. But first, our title sponsor is rockauto.com. And I got to tell you, when I was a little kid, the whole argument was between Ford people and Chevy people, and maybe you'd throw Dodge people in there occasionally. And yes, the rich people might have a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz, something like that, but your options in terms of vehicles were pretty limited. But these days, holy moly, everybody's got a Mercedes, or they've got a Kia, or a Hyundai, or a bajillion other different makes and models that are now on the road. Well, guess what? Now it's impossible for your local dealership, your local chain auto parts store, to stock everything you could possibly want in their inventory. So why would you put up with time-wasting efforts, hoofing around the auto parts store, when you can simply open up your laptop, pop out your smartphone, go to rockauto.com, Search for your make, your model, the exact part you're looking for. Bing, bada, boom, you're done. And here's the best part. Regardless of who you are, you could be a professional, a DIY person. Well, their parts are always reliably low regardless. They've got an amazing selection and all the parts your car will ever need. So visit rockauto.com. And when you do... Just do me a favor and tell them Locked On sent you in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Well, I already gave my Nick Bolton update this week. 
with Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay out for possibly a few weeks. Certainly Nick Bolton is going to be thrown right into the fire, and we knew he was going to be getting snaps regardless as a second-round pick by the Chiefs. The Chiefs seem to be very high on young Mr. Bolton. But similar to Nick Bolton, I think we all expected Larry Borum to make the team, and that is certainly the case. And in fact, I wouldn't count Borum out of being one of the Chicago Bears starters at tackle in week one. I always assumed that Borum would probably stick at his right tackle spot in college just based on his size and maybe less than ideal arm length, but he is getting some shots at left tackle in Chicago. We'll just have to see what happens in week one. Also notably, Tyree Gillespie made the cut, made the final roster for the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe somewhat surprisingly, Vegas cut former first-round pick Carl Joseph, who had spent the majority of his career, took a little sabbatical in Cleveland last year. I think the assumption was Joseph coming back to the Raiders would solidify that safety group, but instead they're going with the younger, cheaper man in Tyree Gillespie. I think he makes that squad because he's had some significant experience in the Odom era on special teams. I think that his versatility there helped him tremendously. Now, as for his safety mate from 2020, Josh Bledsoe, well, he didn't make the Patriots' final roster, but the Pats have kept him on their reserve non-football injury list What exactly that means, I'm not totally sure, I'll be honest with you. The nature of that injury, if you will, not even sure how serious that injury is. Again, this could be roster management chicanery that, well, frankly, the New England Patriots are well known for at this point. And out in Denver, of course we know Drew Locke is safe, but so is Albert O, at least for this season, and actually Albert might be the backup tight end to Noah Fant in Denver this season. We'll just have to see. He certainly flashed a little bit of ability at times with Lockett quarterback last season. Let's see if he has any chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Demarie Crockett also put on the Denver Broncos practice squad. Something to keep in mind this season if you're an NFL fan. In the past, I believe eight spots was the practice squad. You could keep eight players on that sort of protected practice squad. Basically, once you cut a guy, if he passes waivers, you can claim him back, put him on your practice squad. Well, because of COVID last season, those those practice squad rosters doubled from eight to sixteen, and they haven't been they haven't been called back yet. So, if maybe maybe that's that may be something that sticks is what I'm trying to say. I think NFL teams probably don't mind hoarding just a few more players for a relatively paltry sum of money. And by the way, our new athletic director, Desiree Reed francois had a lengthy interview at Power Mizzou just a couple days ago. Certainly check that out over on Gabe's site if you're a subscriber. But You know, to my mind, the most interesting or possibly encouraging part of her, frankly, rather jargon-fueled interview, I mean, my goodness, athletic directors are interesting people, aren't they? Like, for instance, at one point, Reed Francois was talking about her position and said, it can't be just a job, it has to be a job plus. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> now, listen, this is very Mike Alden adjacent. Mike Alden was very good at saying a lot of things without saying a whole lot of anything concrete either. But one thing we know about Reed Francois, she quotes, loves surveys, which is a very Leslie Nope-like trait on her part. But the thing I really was encouraged by is she's taking seemingly a look at the entire fan experience very closely. I think this is an excellent idea, and I think she's on the right track here. Everything from ushers to the actual experience of buying tickets, whether it's online or at the stadium. Parking, of course, is a big deal. Listen, if you want people to come to the game, make it a fun experience. And listen, I I made fun of her with the Leslie Nope thing a little bit. Those type of surveys are really important. I understand why she loves it. If 60% of your people are coming back and saying, hey, for instance, we need better Wi-Fi connection at the stadium, well, I as a football fan might be thinking, hey, you old you young farts, what are you doing? Get your mind out of your phone and watch the field. But the reality is you got to please your customers. Whether you think they're right or they're wrong, well, the reality is the customer is always right. I'm also pleased that Reed Francois is talking about putting an educational program in place for players that will, for instance, explain the tax implications of name, image, and likeness and other financial considerations. Frankly, that's just the right thing to do, in my opinion. Instead of just leaving these guys and gals adrift out in this new world of NIL where, frankly, a lot of college kids are completely ignorant of money. That's why they're trying to sell you credit cards on campus, everybody. There's a little secret. But even to be more honest, people in their 40s and 50s, full-grown adults with children, college-age children of their own, they often don't know anything about money either. So I like that we're at least trying here, that there's an idea that there's at least a acknowledgement of, oh, this could potentially be a big problem where some of our guys could get in big trouble potentially with the IRS or whoever, not necessarily saying they'll be jailed or anything. At the maybe best case scenario, you're hit with a surprise tax bill. That's something. That's never a good day for anybody. So let's try to avoid all of that, stay on the right side of Uncle Sam while keeping a little bit of money in our own pockets. And speaking of the fan experience, well, Eli Drinkwitz once again was mentioning how much we need fans in the stands this whole season and including this coming Saturday. Eli mentioned that there are some important 2022 and 2023 recruits that will be visiting on Saturday, so the more people in the stands, the better. And if there are less than 50,000 fans as some have bandied about that possibility. Frankly, that would be a little bit embarrassing. And on this program in the last week or so, I've made my plea specifically to Mizzou students about why they need to attend these football games. Well, you know what? Coming up, I want to talk specifically to the bandwagon portion of the Mizzou fan base. The type of fan that loves to go to the games when the Tigers are winning But when they're losing, or if there's even a thought that the Tigers might lose, well, they stay at home, quite frankly. Well, I have a message for these people that I'm going to get across with the help of the greatest television of all time, 
and that is South Park. But you know what? Before we get there, i got to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.ag. And my goodness, do they have some incredible deals for you this time of year, including the web's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, by the way. Make a bet on the September 9th NFL opener between Tampa Bay and Dallas. And if you lose, your wa- your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. This is for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. And, of course, you get your 100% signing bonus when you use the promo code Locked On when you sign up with your first deposit today. So once again, that's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, for those of you who are huge South Park fans like myself, this following bit doesn't need a lot of setup. But for those of you who are just Missouri fans listening to this, maybe you're not a South Park fan. Maybe you're not. Maybe that's not your type of humor. Well, hey, that's fine and dandy. You don't need to like South Park to understand the point I'm about to make here. We're going to bring it back to Mizzou football, I promise. But here's the thing, the classic Raisins South Park episode. Here's what it's all about. Of course, Raisins, for the uninitiated, is a takeoff, a parody on the sports bar chain called Hooters. Now, while raisins, it probably sounds a little gross, right? Well, the whole point of the episode is really not about sexual grossness or anything. It's actually kind of sweet, believe it or not. Yes, South Park actually has feelings on occasion. And what this episode is really about, at least at the end, is heartbreak. Now, in the episode, Stan, one of the main kids in the show, his longtime girlfriend, his elementary school girlfriend, breaks up with him. And Stan is heartbroken. This causes him to start hanging out with the goth kids because he's so bummed out by it. And in this same episode, simultaneously, Butters has fallen in love with one of the waitresses at the Raisins restaurant chain. Now, unfortunately, young Butters learns the hard lesson here that sometimes the lady who is serving you food is just being nice so you'll give her a nice tip unfortunately. Now, this is a lesson that lots of young men have to learn, and, well, we all have to learn about heartbreak eventually. So, with all that being said, I think that's a good enough setup. Let's hear Stan. He's with the goth kids. He runs in to a bereft, crying Butters. Let's hear their interaction. Butters? Oh. Hey, hey, Stan. What's the matter with you? Well... My, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. Did she step on your heart with stiletto shoes? Yeah. I'm sure it does hurt. That's cool. I guess you can join up with us if you want. Yeah, we're going to go to the graveyard and write poems about death and how pointless life is. Uh, no thanks. I love life. Huh? But you just got dumped. Well, yeah, and I'm sad. But at the same time, I'm really happy that something can make me feel that sad. It's like, it, it, it makes me feel alive, you know? It makes me feel human. The only way I could feel this sad now is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good. So I guess what I'm feeling is like a beautiful sadness. 
I guess that sounds stupid. Yeah. No. No, Butters, that doesn't sound stupid at all. Well, thanks for offering to let me in your clip, guys. But to be honest, I'd rather be a crying little than a goth kid. Well, see you, Stan. He's right. I don't even know who I am anymore. I like liking life a lot more than hating it. Screw you guys. I'm going home. And what does Stan do in the very next shot? Well, he joins up with his friends in a pickup football game. Now, that's living, folks. Football is living. So here's my advice to all you bandwagon fans out there. Clearly, you like Missouri football. Clearly, on some level, you like when the Tigers win. That's why you show up. All of a sudden, the Tigers are winning, and, oh, hey, you want to be a part of this positive energy? That's all very understandable. But here's my message to all of you. It's time to let go of the fear of losing and embrace life. Embrace football for what it is. Because guess what? Sometimes without the agony of defeat, there is no thrill of victory. You need the yin with the yang. Sorry to get so philosophical here, but I'm over this whole thing of, oh, I'm expecting Missouri to win this or expecting them to win that, and that's going to affect how I'm going to be a fan of this team. You're either in or you're out, and we have a lot of great fans that are in, but we need more of them. That's just the reality. We need more diehards. We need fewer casuals, fewer bandwagon people, and more people who are willing to embrace loss, embrace pain, and move past it and actually believe in a better tomorrow. You see, everybody wants to be a fan of the band before they were cool, right? Because that, by proxy, makes me cool. If I knew who the band was before everybody else, well, guess what? That reflects well on me. At least that's what we all think, right? That's our mentality. Trust me, I never stopped telling people that I was all in on Patrick Mahomes the moment the Chiefs drafted him. I watched his film against LSU, and I was going, oh my God, this guy's unbelievable, yada, yada, yada. Well, again, that makes me feel good about me. So if you want to feel good about you, get on the Eli Drinkwitz bandwagon right now, because this thing is going somewhere. You want to be one of the cool people who knew the band before it got big. Trust me, that's the place you want to be. You want to be in the front of the bus, not in the back. And by the way, once again, embrace losses. Embrace pain. It's part of the process. Even Alabama has the Auburn kick six from a few years ago. Even their fans are telling themselves that they get unlucky on occasion. Believe it or not, that's actually true. And just another good example of my mentality, that 1997 Nebraska game. Well, here's the thing. As painful as that was at the time, like the goth girl said, that was like a stiletto heel through the heart, the ending of that 1997 Nebraska game. But I can still go back to this day, watch that football game, and have a tremendous amount of joy watching it because that's an incredible football game that really solidified my love in Mizzou football as a young man and really it's almost like a relationship that ended poorly but you had lots of good times right just like 
in that South Park clip, a couple relationships ended there. And the relationships always end in pain. At least on one person's side, somebody's going to get their heart broken. But you know what? With enough time, enough time passes, time heals all wounds. Eventually, if you have enough perspective, you can look back and think, you know what? We had some good times together. And that period actually helped me grow as a person and helped perhaps make you realize what you needed to change within yourself as a person, what you really valued in another person in a relationship. The point is, with enough time, we can all look back and say that it's worth it. But other people will say I'm a masochist for liking that 1997 Nebraska game. I'm not a masochist because, believe me, I didn't like the finish. I'm still not enjoying that finish. That will never change. But with enough time and perspective, I can look at the whole picture, that entire football game, and realize, wow, I was a really lucky 14-year-old to be at an incredible Saturday of college football back in the fall of 97. That I can promise you. So with all that being said, once again, if you're a bandwagon Missouri football fan, Let go of your fear of losing, embrace life, and magically, someday you hang around long enough and something incredible will happen. I promise you that. Just sometimes takes a little bit of patience. So with all that being said, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.